Six or seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you... Is it six or seven? I'll tell you in a moment. Okay. So we need six people? Okay. What's in your bag? Huh? So I bought stuff for my lady friend. Huh? So I bought stuff for my lady friend. I'm going to see her for her birthday. Oh. I mean, what do people Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to church. Um, please silence the cell phones. And uh, no food or drinks on this side, please. Uh, bathroom outside that door to the left. Anyone who wants to move up, please feel free. Um, it is a fellowship. The mic, keep the mic around here for questions and answers and responses. And uh, take it away, Jesse. Woo! <laughs> Funny. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our YouTube line, uh, our chat line on YouTube, all right? And Hake will get the questions and comments and get them to me. I do appreciate it. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everyone? Good morning. Nice. Um, so I need six people to read six di- different verses. Can I get hands for six people? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Nice. Y'all got Bibles? Y'all brought your Bible? <laughs> you brought the word? Okay. What's the first Bible verse? I mean, it's yes. thing. Ephesians 4.31. Okay. You'll do Ephesians 4.31. All right. And what's the second The next one, one is e- Ecclesiastes is that how you say it? Ecclesiastes 11.10. Ecclesiastes 11.10. And what's the third one? Next one is Romans 2, 5 through 6. Romans 2, 5 through 6. The next one is Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, right? Verse 8. Verse 8. And, oh, you don't have a Bible? No, no. You don't have your phone either? I can do that one. Okay. Okay. Nick I'll do, do Ephesians. Nick will do it. The and next one is Philippians 4.8. Okay, I have a purpose for this. We're going to do something we not, have not done in a long time here. Ooh, right. And Jeremiah Ooh, should be yours, Justin. I'm sorry? Both of uh, y'all forgot? Yours is Ecclesiastes 11.10. The man forgot too? 
No wonder the woman forgot. Wait, are you two separate? Are you two different ones? Yeah. Ecclesiastes, in your Ecclesiastes 11.10, Romans 2, 5 through 6. Beta. <laughs> uh, so the reason for this today is that uh, I'm having people read the Bible verses because of this religion of anger that's being pushed. Uh, um, it's, it's just everywhere now. People believe that it's okay to be angry, and they don't realize that salvation is of the heart. And it wasn't like that in the good old days, but it's totally like that now. So that's why I'm going to have the, we talked about them on the radio show as well. And, um, and my desire, I hope for y'all, that you wake up and become individuals, become your own man, your own woman. And until you pull aside, you're not going to be able to do it. Until you, in order to enter heaven, you got to go through hell. You're not going to enter heaven until you go through hell. And, um, and a lot of people are unwilling to do that. I had this amazing, deep conversation this weekend with Joel. He black. And, uh, <laughs> and I had, I've had interesting conversations with other people, but when you have a conversation with a true, true, true seeker, you know it. And it was very, very interesting. And I realized that anyone that truly wants to get there can go there. And there's nothing on earth that can stop you but you. It starts with you and it ends with you. It was an amazing conversation. And it just caused me to want to read these out even more so. Um, so what I want to do is uh, because, again, because so many people believe that um, anger is good. I've never seen it. that many people be deceived in my whole life. The whole world is deceived, except for a few, all right? Um, when I say you can't get into heaven unless you go through hell, does that ring a bell with anybody? Does that mean anything? It's a fellowship, so y'all can relax. Does that mean anything to you when I say, in order to get to heaven, you got to go through hell? Uh, yes, you need to be uh, tested, and if you're if, if you're not tested, you don't. Speak up you don't a find... bit from the chest. Yes. Um, <laughs> the way I think about it is, in order to experience heaven or at least the path that leads to heaven you have to have something else that compare that you can compare it with and that's the test and those are the tribulations that we go through okay and this your first time here it is oh welcome what's your name thank you uh neil neil welcome thank how you. did you find us um i saw an interview on one of the uh fallen state interviews oh, okay and, yeah, I've been watching. Amazing. Well, welcome, man. Thank you. When I say you can't get to heaven unless you go through hell first, what do I mean by that? What do you think I mean? Uh, to me, I think it means basically like laying down your life. So ego, like all of that. And that's because that's when you really let that go, it's like nothing really affects you. Absolutely. You got to go through the ego death. The ego death is hell. And then you will rise. And then you will live. Absolutely. And a lot of people are unwilling to go through the, the hell. 
they say, oh, it's too hard. Or when will it end? How long will this last? They ask all the beta questions, right? Instead of just being committed and going through it. But you got to go through it and no way around it. Uh, so what I want to do is uh, read these scriptures for you. Uh, you had the first one? Yeah. And what's the first? What are these scriptures to prove? Oh, you want the point? Uh, well, we read them on Thursday, and um, I was basically, I guess I was making the point that I guess the week people throughout the week people were saying that emotions were fine. Oh yeah, and it was about Bible, emotion. The Bible points to against it. So. Emotions are not good. Really, they don't work for anyone. But yet people try to make emotions work. It's crazy. I'm up here and I'm down here and I'm up here. I'm fighting, hate you, love you, hate you. That's not normal. I don't, I don't know why anyone is, would accept that as normal and try to make it work. That's insane. Anyway, so the first one is what? Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander. Just slang. a little bit from the chest. So, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. See there? All that stuff is emotion. It comes from emotion. But the world tell you, and, and preachers tell you, oh, Jesus was angry. But how are you going to get rid of all that if you don't get rid of anger, if you don't overcome anger? Life is not working when you have anger. Uh, here. Over here first? Oh, okay. So this uh, Ephesians 11 and 10. Speak from the chest. Right. Nick. No, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 11 10. I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes uh, 11 and 10. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. But Speak remember, from the chest a little louder. A little louder. Uh-huh. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. But remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. Amazing. It's all in the Word. It's in the Word. And you hear the Bible thumpers say, I read the Word. You believe in the Bible? And yet... Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Romans 2, 5 and 6. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath. When his righteous judgment will be revealed, God will repay each person according to what they have done. Yeah. Mm. So Amazing. British person. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Hey. Which one was mine again, Nick? Deuteronomy. Yeah, you, I got you. Uh, Deuteronomy thirty-one eight. Deuteronomy thirty-one eight. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Nice. And the last one. That's the last one, right? There's one. One more. Hassan the big one. Okay. This is a Philippians 4.8, King okay. James Version. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there are any virtue and if there be any praise, think of these things. Amazing. 
So there's no virtue in anger. There's nothing pure in anger. Nothing good in anger. Do not let anyone tell you that anger is good. And you can overcome it. Uh, you got the last one, Hassan? What's the last one? Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah uh, 17, 9. Uh, Raymond has the, has the actual word here. Oh, you didn't you didn't pull it up already? No, I didn't. I didn't know what it was. I don't have my phone. I don't think I, I might not have told him that. One. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, you just read it. it, it. Yeah, yeah. Or do you want Raymond to read it? Okay, Jeremiah seventeen nine. Seventeen nine. Give me a minute. Amazing. <laughs> we'll come back to it. He doesn't have it yet. I got it. Uh, the, heart, okay. the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. So what now? The heart is deceitful above all things. Amazing. Who can understand it? Nice, huh? So how many of you still struggle with anger? Okay. I'm glad. Thank you for your honesty. And when you say you struggle with it, what do you mean? Um, that I'm not able to catch it all the time. I just overreact instead of being still. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and how about you? Um, you you're still struggling with anger? Yeah, some yeah, some sometimes um, it's just something happens and uh, a little a, a, just something happens and it's a little bit uh, more of a response than uh, than appropriate for the situation. Yeah. And what do you do when that happens? Well, I'm noticing it more. And, um, and then I, uh, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more resolute instead of dwelling on it. I just make an action and, and move forward. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yes, sir. You had your hair, right? Yeah, as far as anger. You're still struggling with it? At times, yeah. And how do you struggle with it? I think I'm impatient. You're impatient? Yeah, with a lot of things. People, traffic, small things. Oh, you are? Yeah. And how do you know you are impatient? I think I could see myself separate from it, and I dwell in it, and then oh. it'll go away, and I'll let it pass. And that's it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you had your hand? Uh-huh. And you still struggle with anger as well? Yeah. I, I how noticed, do you struggle with it? Well, <laughs> the dumb things. I, uh, yesterday happened to me, and I realized that I was, how angry I was, and it was just somebody cut me off in a McDonald's drive through <laughs> and literally, I got so angry because everybody was waiting in line, and we were leaving this gap because it said, keep clear. This guy just came and cut me off, and I got out of my car, and I literally went up to his door, and I started screaming at him. And as I'm doing this, I'm seeing myself like that crazy lady, you know? Yeah. And I'm walking back to my car. I didn't only go to him. I went to the McDonald's person and said, you shouldn't even take his order. He Whoa. should just have to go through <laughs> And then I, um, and then I was walking back to my car, and I saw my grandson in the back seat. Didn't even dawn on me. I mean, it did, but then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be one of those impressionable moments yeah. that he's never going to forget. <laughs> what an idiot! And then so I got in the car, and he goes, "Oh, you should have punched him." And I said, "No, no, that's not what we do. I was wrong." And I just, you know, yeah. I told him how wrong it was. But yeah, I still I, that was so dumb. How old is he? 
He's nine. Ooh. That's amazing. And so um, that's too risky nowadays to go yeah, up to people's Yeah, I know, cars. but at that moment, I was really angry. And I, I like, didn't think it through at that moment. Walking back, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's amazing that anger can make you do that. Oh, I was the crazy lady. I was <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> and what did you learn from it? Uh, uh, did you learn anything? What did I it? learn? I, I know that a year ago I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been um, walking myself and acknowledging or, or the vision of what I just did. I would have, got, I would have escalated more and more. Yeah. But coming here um, and being in touch and doing the silent prayer, I think it just points out a lot no. quicker than oh, I would have right. a year ago. Absolutely. Um, I can I push judgment on myself, but then I, I quick, you know, I don't make excuses now. I just take responsibility for it. Nice. So. The one thing that Joel and I talked about yesterday that was real, real interesting is that once you wake up uh-huh. and you overcome things, there's nothing to go back to. And because you mentioned a silent prayer, and now mm-hmm. that you know, at least you start to catch yourself. Yeah, I can quicker. catch it. I qu- caught it quick yesterday and f- yeah. wanted to just <laughs> go under a rock. But um, yeah, the face of that child, seeing him, and then him being all, you know, because I was escalated. Now he's escalated, and then yeah. I've got to not only talk myself down, I've got to talk him down and explain how wrong I was. And right. It's a, it's humiliating. It's embarrassing. That's what anger will make you do. Mm-hmm. The spirit of anger will make you do some you crazy like things. Amazing. Nice. <laughs> and the young lady here, you had your hand, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You still struggle with anger? Uh, I think sometimes nowhere near to before, but I think, um, I think thinking that I'm over the ego death yeah. and then I'm not and then I quickly realize that I'm not and I'm like oh my gosh this is so painful like I thought I was done with this <laughs> and I think for me it's like the same as the lady was saying it's about reacting emotionally and then realizing after I'm like halfway in or at the end of it I was like well that was dumb yeah. so like I'm trying not to like beat myself up about it but be happy that I see it so that I can like try and deal with it right and then move forward and you said that. uh Sometimes you think you're over, you're done with it? Yeah, like I feel like, okay, I went through this, like, what, four or five months ago. I I dealt with a lot of different things, and I thought, okay, I'm done with the ego. Like, although that was very painful, I thought I was done, right? (laughs) Right. And then I realized that, like, I've judged somebody without realizing I've judged them or I've judged myself, and then I fall back out, and then I go around this cycle, and then it's very painful. So I'm just (laughs) trying... It's yeah. painful going through the cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get out of some of the loops that I'm. I keep finding myself in. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody else raise their hand about struggle with anger? You still struggle with anger? I do. And how are you struggling with it? By realizing that I uh, that I'm still uh, still uh, always makes. Mistakes that uh, and and does do stupid thing things I consider stupid, and worse, judging myself for it. Okay, amazing. Um, interesting. I'll get back to that in a minute. The uh, biblical question: Do you look at the problem or the solution? No, no, no. 
I, we asked that at the end last week, right? Did we answer yeah, that? That was the assignment. That was the assignment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you look at the problem or the solution? How many people look at the problem? How many people look at the solution? Okay. Nice. Interesting. Do you look at the solution or the problem? Hold on one minute. Honestly, I don't know. I haven't really had a chance to think about this. This is my first time hearing it. But uh, this your first time here? Oh, hearing it. Hearing. Oh, hearing. Oh, you were here last week. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't hear the assignment. Nuh-uh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nothing on top of my head right now. Right on. Did you do the assignment? Uh huh. I wasn't here last service as well. Oh, okay. Um, I think I look at the solution. You look at the I solution? I try not to think about the problem too much. Oh, okay. Because I notice that if I do, then I'll start to get down about whatever the issue is, if it's an issue. Yeah. Um, so I try to focus on what I can do to help. Right And on. then my attitude about it. Oh, okay. Nice. We had Joel and I had a deep conversation about it. It was funny, but it was deep. I'm glad to be dealing with this. Um, Raymond, you say you look at the solution? I look at the problem first because it's impossible to find the answer until, unless you're willing to understand the question. You look at the problem? Yes, I do. Why you look at the problem and not the solution? Oh, you just said because it's impossible to find the answer? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So did you, you look at the problem or the solution, the young lady? Um, I think I would take a moment to look at the problem so that you can, like, analyze it. But then I would say most of my time I would like to focus ideally on the solution so okay. I can fix it and not have to do it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. How about you? Did, you had your hair, right? Do you look for the problem or the solution? Do you look at the problem or the solution? I think um, if you have any sense, you're going to look at what the what the problem is, or you could just be made aware of what the problem is. And which one do you look at, the problem or the solution? I look at the solution, but I also am aware of the problem. Okay, but you look at the solution. But I look at the solution. Yeah. Okay, amazing. You had your hand in the back. Yeah. Okay. Did you look for the problem or the solution? <laughs> I look for Isn't the solution. Fun? I, I re- and I'm not bragging or anything, but I love working on my life. Really. Ain't nothing like it. There's nothing on earth like it. Anyway. I look at the solution. And that, I mean, uh, as a father of a 19-year-old son, um, now that he's graduated from high school, I want the next five years to be great for him. So I'm trying to coach him through life, right, because he's a little bit naive still. And uh, I, the two things I want for him are uh, I find a good job and find a good woman, right? And uh, <laughs> You I'll want preface all problems it. for him, huh? I'll, <laughs> I'll preface this by saying that my son is a busboy at a restaurant what, in L.A. Why do you want to find him a good woman? Well, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. Um, <laughs> my son is a busboy at a restaurant. He makes $15 an hour plus $10 an Don't hour. Don't you telling all his business? 
<laughs> well, he makes 25 an hour. But don't be putting all the business out there like that. It's fine. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> he works at a restaurant, and I... I, I asked him, you know, hey, uh, like, are you dating? Uh, like, he goes, no. I goes, anything interesting? I goes, no. Well, actually, this girl. I goes, okay, so who is this girl? I says, oh, Michaela. He goes, oh, okay. I goes, uh, I goes, like, eh, who cares? I, I'm, I'm transparent. I don't give a crap, right? You well, know, he might care, though. Oh, he doesn't care. We're transparent. We can, t- we can talk. Real men can talk. You're beta if you can't uh, talk straight. Amazing. So I don't care. I mean, he doesn't care either. Right? So but anyway, so though. I want him to find a good woman. Why? Because, well, I don't want him to, I mean, let's face it. We're in L.A., and in our restaurant, we talked about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And they're the, the most dysfunctional couple in Hollywood. So I don't want my son to meet an Amber Heard kind of woman. Right, you know, like, you know. But listen, why don't you lead that up to God and not to him? No, because then he makes mistakes that can be avoided. (laughs) But if he waited for God to add a woman to him, if that's what it meant to be, he he won't make a mistake. (sighs) The devil's in is is working as well. So not only is God working, but the devil's working. And the devil works sometimes faster than God does. Right. Which is best for him to let God add a woman or, 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 he, for, or for him to look for one? It's fun. For me, as far as I'm concerned, it's dad's got to get involved. As, I mean, bec- Which uh, is best for him, for, the, for you to add one to him or God himself? No, it's for me. For me. Oh, I mean, why, like, like, for why example, is it better like, for you to add one than God? Well, because, you know, because you know, the devil works faster than God. Right? Yeah. What do you and, mean by that? Well, because God sometimes takes his time. And well, I don't want my son do to be... Why you say that? Because God will let you make mistakes for five years while... No, he'll let you do it for a lifetime. Or actually a lifetime, you're right. Like, and I, like I, for, I told my son... But he'll like, also prevent you from doing it for a lifetime. <sighs> Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, what I want for my son is three things. Looks, personality, and humor. And if he doesn't, if he gets a woman that just All has... Bang. No, just those three things. I don't want an Amber Heard kind of woman. You know, the one kind of woman that goes, oh, I don't want him going like, you know, I mean, like I told my son, you know, I goes, you don't date co-workers. And he goes, why? And I goes, because that's a good job, right? You don't want to lose it, right? I goes, so what does that mean? Sum it up, Dad. I goes, don't crap in your own bed, okay? Like Amber Heard does. Okay. I goes, you know what? It goes, hey. what do you mean? Hey, come back. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay. You know, and I goes, what do you mean? I goes, you know, I goes, I mean, you can't afford to lose this $25 an hour job because you're dating a coworker. Find some other girl outside of work, right? You know, looks, personality, humor. But not just looks, right? You know, and then boom, we're oh, good. Man. Okay. I mean, Thank you. sorry. Does he take your advice? Yeah, he does. Oh, I mean, he didn't, he, he, didn't date, he didn't date anybody at work. I was surprised. I was like, you didn't date Michaela? I goes, I goes how old is she? And okay. she goes, she's like 24. Hey, I goes, come oh, back. you're dating hey, a cougar? Hey, come back. We got to move on. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay. Man. Yeah, I know. You got to overcome that. Don't be worried about it. Are you doing the silent prayer? Huh? 
I'm not doing the sound. Well, no wonder. No. Why not? I uh, don't have the patience yet. Wait, so. Where are you at, uh, Hassan? Where are you? So you're not doing the silent prayer? What's sorry? What's the question? Was are I, you doing the silent prayer? No, I'm not. And why not? Uh, impatient. And do you expect to develop paper, uh, patient before you do it or after you do it? Probably <laughs> after I do it. Probably. Well, while giving your son all this bad advice, why don't you? Oh, it's do, not bad advice. But why I don't, don't you want do him it? to date Amber hey, Heard. Uh-huh, no, no, go ahead. Come back. Why don't you do the silent prayer if you want to give your son sound advice? I give him silent. I, 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 I can why do. Why don't you do the silent prayer? I think it's pretty solid prayer. advice what I'm giving him. Looks, well, personality, and humor. That's any. I, I, I know. Deal come woman. back. Hey, why don't you do the silent prayer so you can give him the right advice? I think the right advice is looks, personality, humor. No, Matthew, why don't you give him, why don't you do the prayer so you can be sure to give him the right advice? There's no one here that disagrees no, that looks, personality, what, humor. I'm asking you a different question, though. Why don't you give, why don't you do the silent prayer? Because I, I don't have the patience for it. And how are you going to develop the patience if you don't learn to be still? That's true. No, that was a question. Oh, jeez, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, I like those, those prayer quotes. You said those five or six prayer quotes at the beginning of the service. So how that killed you... me. That was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. I was, like, blown away by that. I was like, this guy's a genius. How would you develop patient if you don't learn to be still? Uh, it's a process. What's the process? It takes time. You, so you can develop patience without learning to be still? No. So what's the process then? Because it's, some people take point from point A to point B. Some people got to go to what process A, B, are you C, taking? Well, because... What process am I taking? Oh, my God. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> what process am I taking? Life is complex. I'm what, trying to make it simple. But what process are you taking to become patient? Well, I'm not re- reacting like I used to for a lot more things due to this church. But before. what process are you taking, though? The process is I'm not overreacting because before this church, I used to overreact to things. Now with this church, I don't overreact to something. There's still some things I react to, but there's a lot of things, you know, like like Satanic Sabina. I don't react to her anymore. Well, do the silent prayer so you don't react to anything at any time. Okay. Do it so you can overcome that completely. Okay, but I still think, uh, as a father, you should still advise your son from age you 18 to 23. Ask, yes, absolutely, but you want to make sure you're giving him the right advice. Or better advice. The right advice. The right advice. The right advice is better advice. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I'm just saying that I don't know how, how many of you guys have 18, I mean, 18 to 23-year-olds. Listen, hey, come back. Sorry. You want, to, you want to give him the right advice, so do the silent prayer so you could give him the right advice, all right? Okay, as long as he avoids Amber-style girls, I'm, I'm happy. Hey, don't worry about that. Give him the right advice. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Amazing. Do the silent prayer, man. You're on your way. Do the prayer. If you give your son those advice about a woman, seek looks, personality, and humor, those things might become his God. Like, they those will traits become, yeah, so will become his God. There's nothing wrong with looks, personality, and sense of humor in a person, but if that's what he seeks, and he might make that his God, you know, within women. No. 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 We'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. So do you look at the problem or the solution? Uh, I find that whenever I go forward to the solution and try to figure out stuff, that I'm not recognizing that a lot of times I'm the problem. And so do you look for the problem or the solution? Uh, both. Uh, sometimes the problem so to recognize the problem, sometimes the, the solution. But if I'm too much in the solution, sometimes I find that I'm, I'm actually the problem. Yeah. And okay. whenever I'm too much in the solution, I don't recognize that I'm the problem. Okay. Amazing. Um, right here, right behind. Do you look for the problem or the solution? Um, I look at the problem. Uh, I look okay. at the problem so that I does. The, you don't look at the solution. For no, the solution? I look at a, the problem so I don't repeat it. Um, so I I focus on the problem, and you know the solution will come. What may, you know it will come on its own. I think if you can recognize a problem. Okay, amazing. Anybody else had their hand? Okay, you had your hand. Okay, do you look for the problem? Look at the problem or the solution. I look at the solution. And, and, and why? Because in the moment, I want to just get out of the problem. Okay. And the solution is the fantasy that I'm creating that's going to make me feel better. Oh, okay. Even though last week when you said try for a week, I did for this whole week. And just looking at the problem, and I can see that there's no solution. Oh. You just got to sit through the problem. Oh, absolutely. You got to sit. Yes, ma'am. Did you have your hand? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying You look that, for the problem, you look at well, the problem or the solution. I, I just want to say a comment because I said it to Amber and she wanted me to tell. But um, it's like Satan's working like to get to you. God's waiting for you. So like Satan's like coming after you, but God's just waiting for you to turn around and go to him. And what does that mean? So that's like... God's not coming after you to be like, hey, come to me. But Satan's more like that. And God's just waiting for you to, like, just, like, come to him. He's not going after you, so then you will come to him. But and so are you waiting for God or Satan? Give me an example of Satan's work. Let me ask you this. Do you ever get angry? Yeah. Is that Satan or God? Satan. And how do you know it's Satan? Because God isn't anger. Oh, so why do you still get angry? 
How old are you? Ten. Ten. How do you, why do you still get angry? What can make you angry? Like, really, basically anything. Anything can make you angry? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, remember I told you when anger comes, just let it pass first? Are you trying that? Probably not, no. Probably not. And, and why not? Don't really think of it at the moment. Yeah, I understand. We'll work on that, okay? See, you know, and it is the devil, it's not God. And so just watch that. And if you do give into it, just realize I shouldn't have you know, given into it. And you'll be fine. Amazing. Do you look at the problem or the solution? So you asked this question last week at church. And I remember what you had said, and then I've been thinking about it all week, and I shared it with some friends. And, and even now thinking about it, you suggested to look at the problem, and and I'm seeing that you know in looking at the problem we see ourselves in it, and we can really you know um, overcome you know what that problem is, and then the solution should not be ours anyway. It should be God's solution. So we should be turning to Him for the solution. So, so do you look at the problem or the solution? I've done both. Which do you do now? <laughs> I guess I look at the problem because that help, that um, po- points me to the silent prayer and then I just try to watch it like a movie. Okay. Amazing. Yes. Do you look at the problem or the solution? They're the same thing. They're the same thing? What do you mean by that? That um, kind of like what they were saying about when we realize why we're creating the so-called problems... Um, by seeing that is the solution. Okay. Yes, right here. I'm still uh, smoking you, on it. You smoking on if you look at you at the problem or the solution? Well, I, did you do the assignment this week? I do, and I did. Um, you do, and you did. Yeah. <laughs> he black. First, I have he, to. He Mexican. First, Do you uh, look at the problem or the solution? I'll just tell you my process. I don't, first, I kind of have to find out what the problem is, you know, because a lot of times uh, the problem will appear, and then I'll have a conversation with Satan about it, and then he'll confuse the heck out of me, and it blows it up, makes it even worse. And so when I, when I let that problem just kind of walk away and not dwell on it, then the solution appears. Oh, I can do this, this, and this is for physical things. I had to clean up a yard. And so, do you look for the problem or the solution? I, I look for the solution because it's the least costly. I have to pay for things, and so I look for the solution. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Nick? The anger baby. Hi. Yeah, I did. I did try your assignment this week. Well, first I went against your assignment and suffered. <laughs> and then I tested the spirit that way. Nice. And then I um and then I had no choice but to just not look for the solution. But what I'm getting at without saying too much details, I guess it's I um I I just try to go straight to a solution in a situation this week, for example. And it didn't work, it made it worse. And instead I instead I just decided to say nothing and it worked out. Okay. How about you? 
And this is fellowship because I want you to know that you know that you know that you know that you know. That way you don't tell your son or daughter to look for a person. <laughs> yes. Do you look for the, at the problem or a solution? I forgot about the assignment, but I actually um, came across something that um, basically I, ended up, I ended up looking at the problem. Speak from the chest. <clears throat> Is this better? <laughs> I ended up looking at the problem. I forgot about your assignment, and it wasn't until I went through this thing and I sat through it, and I, I had no choice but to look at the problem at myself. And in just seeing that, um, it came and it went, and I learned something through it. And then once I reflected, I realized that um, I could have reacted, like I could have internally, emotionally reacted to whatever was going on, but all of these things that I was being shown, I was had no internal reaction to it. It was true what I was seeing and what I was noticing, but it didn't sway me this way or that way. I just saw all these things. And then when I came out of it, it that little slight heaviness, whatever it was that I felt, was completely gone. And it, I've completely forgot about all the things that I was feeling in those moments. Okay. And once it like washed away, that was it. Okay. Here and then there, and then we'll move forward. Yes. You look uh, at I, the problem or the solution? I would say look at the problem. You look at the problem. Yeah. And why do you say that? Um, because, I, I, you know, in my head I'm thinking, oh, this is a problem, so why is it a problem? And then I don't really resort to a solution immediately. I just think, like, what what is happening, you know? But now I realize, like, it's... It's your mind that's telling you it's a problem. It's really not. It's just right or wrong, and then just do whatever was right. Okay. Yes, sir. I would say I personally look at the problem, and from there the solution materializes. But I think there's many directions to a solution, depending on the situation. Meaning what? Well, for example, like at work, right? Um, There's a trillion different ways to get to what I need to get to, and I just have to get through it just to find that. You know what okay. I mean? I can't present the end result without walking through there. So, Okay. That's, that's me. Amazing. Did you have your hand? Oh, okay. Do you look at the problem or the solution? I answered it uh, last week, and I said I didn't have any problems, and I did forget about the assignment, <laughs> but um, I don't see myself as having any problems. I just do what's in front of me. And so, oh, you don't have problems, so you don't look at the problem. Yeah. You just but have solutions. Before, but before I did, when I did see myself as having problems, I looked at the problem first. Uh, okay. Amazing. So there, um, yes, he wanted to be sorry. Way the back with the red shirt. Did you have your hair? Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're killing me again. Uh, Do you look at the problem or the solution? I mean, I, I look at solution. I mean, I maybe I, I mean, I look at the problem, too, but I, I, I want to minimize the problem. So I look for a solution. And uh, my son is I don't know what I mean, like I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, what to do as a parent, of course. All right. And, uh, I mean, as myself, jeez, uh, um, uh, 
Oh, I look for the solution. I mean, I, I, of course, I look at the problem, but I definitely look at the solution because I want to minimize the pain. And, and the, do you ever find a solution? Yeah, lots of times I find solutions. And you say you want to memo- What did you say about the pain? You want minimize to memorize, the pain. Minimize the pain. And why? Because uh, pain is not good. Why not? Um, because it's unpleasant. It's not good because it's unpleasant. Yeah, I mean, What's I, I guess you have to endure it. pain uh, to get to God. But I don't think it should be like a five-year process, whatever, to get there. And when it can how be soon, like... How quick you think it should be? Well, I want to do it as fast as possible. <laughs> Los Angeles is a dysfunctional place. I don't want to spend five years of dysfunctionality, okay. right? You know, there's a lot of dysfunctional women and lots of dysfunctional men. And I don't want to be that one or okay. meet those kind of women. All right. Okay. Um, first of all, when I ask the question, it's not about uh, practical solution, like working on a job or things like that. You know, you have to fix that in a practice, practical way. But, but you don't live by that. Once that is finished, you're done with that. I'm talking about the imagination, the spiritual problems. You should never, ever, ever ever look for a solution in spiritual things. Oh, you <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> That's another excuse. But you should never do it. You should look at the problem. And what you're going to find, if you're committed to this, that there are no spiritual problems. It's an illusion. The real you don't have one problem at all. Is this not you, the ego you that has problems, and you think that is you having the problem. And because you think that you are having problems, then you have them. Because you think it. If you never thought it, you would never have a problem. Thinking is wrong. The worst thing you can be doing in your life is thinking. The worst thing. Because all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. And so when, when situations come, the first thing, if you notice, if you really, really pay attention, I don't care if it's a good so-called good situation or a bad one. Satan give you a thought about that right away. Oh, this is a person so nice, they just gave me flowers. And now you love that person. You're so happy, your ego jumping up and down. And if that same person come and, and does or say something that you don't agree with, you, you hate. Say to tell you, oh, that person is no good. They just went off on you. Now you want to jump out your car and go to the window and kill them. <laughs> because of a thought. All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. The real you have no problems. And, and be careful not to let the devil tell you who the real you is. Because he'll say, okay, this is not you, but this is you. You're nice, you're kind, you're loving, you're this, right? And you'll believe another thought, and now you're trying to be that because you believe into a lie. All thoughts are all lies all the time. The sooner you start doubting, you know, the sooner you start doubting thoughts, then you shall be free. And so when I say all thoughts are all lies all the time, I'm not just talking about go forgive mama, go forgive daddy thoughts. 
I'm talking about every thought that you ever have and ever have had. It's all lies. You're holding on to something that's not you. Emotions feel good down, up and down are not you. Fear is not you. If you notice, fear comes with thoughts. And thoughts is about time. What has happened or what will happen. It's never eternal. It's always make you, they always make you think about what did happen and what's going to happen. And the moment you believe thoughts, now you're overreacting. And, and, and then while you're doing that, he will throw another thought in and another one in and another one. Now you want to jump off a roof somewhere. And so you should never look for the solution because looking for a solution, you're going to have to go into thoughts. To look for, and we've been taught though by the world, our parents and everybody, don't look at the problem, look for the solution. And as some of you have already said, once you find one so-called solution, you just create another problem. Now you got to find an, a, another solution and another, and none of them ever work. Oh, I'm lonely. I'm gonna get married and have kids, and you go out and get a woman that's pretty with a job, and you catch hell. Or a woman get a man that has to with a job, she catch hell. Because the thought told her that's the answer to the solution. It's like when you're lonely or something is missing, you say, the devil tell you, oh, get married and have a family and you'll feel better. Because your family wasn't that good. You need to create your own family and you'll do better, right? And so you go out and get a woman to get a family, and all you do is create hell for yourself. Or the woman get a man. If I could find me a good man, I'll be fine. And this man that you go find look good until you get with him. And all hell break loose. Because you're listening to the devil and lo- looking for a solution. You can't find a solution. You got to overcome the hell. And you're going to see, and it's so amazing you're going to see that there is no you. And when I say that there is no you, don't let the devil tell you, well, what do you mean there's no you? And then go around saying, oh, there's no me. And when you're by yourself, you're lonely, you're angry, you're mad. Lying to yourself about that's no me. You know what I mean? Uh, stop looking for solution. I don't mean solution to how to fix the house or what furniture and that kind of stuff. But I mean with life itself. Yes, ma'am. Um, uh, then I come to you. had your hand? I, just, yeah. so, oh, okay. I wanted to know, so what, do you get signs or something? Because I'm seeing, uh, things are different for me yeah. um, as far as ever since I've opened my heart. Now I have, I don't have uh, problems or solutions, but I do have, and it's not a feeling, it's a sign. It's almost like a direction. Um, and I, I just don't know. Sometimes I have to pull myself away from it because there's, it's, I'll be doing the same thing I did maybe a month ago, and I'm, there's a vision of, of a direction or something. And I just, it's, it's weird. It's just weird. I don't know how to explain it. Um, so are you given, a, not a feeling, but are you given any hints to, <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is an interesting question. When you... Doubt every thought, then the light is on and you just see. Okay. There, there, there are no voices. 
is just seeing. You just see what to do. Even when you start a business, it's a mistake to get in thought about a business. You just do every day, do what's in front of you to do, and that business will unfold by itself. And you won't get a sense of life from it. And you'll make millions of dollars, but you won't have any thought about the business or the money. So if you should lose it, it'll be no big deal because you got no identity from it at all. It came about. And so that way you can't be threatened with it and all that kind of mess. Right? So the light is just a light unto your feet. You just see without even thinking about seeing. So don't even give any thought about, oh, I can see. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's so, a thought. So what now? I said because then it's a thought. Then it's a thought. And all thoughts are lies. It's like the young lady was saying, well, I thought I was over this, right? That was from the devil. You are over that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm over it. And the moment she believed a lie, the devil got her doing something else. That makes sense? Yep. Yes, ma'am. And another thing I just want to add, it's like to see is not complicated. You don't worry about a voice or is it that or is it this. It's not even part of your thinking at all. You're just living without any opinion, ideas, or anything. Yes, ma'am. So I just had a quick question. So for young people that, you know, eventually want to be married, What's the best way in them going about it, just kind of just going not about... Not wanting it. So not, not having a desire to be married? Right. Okay, Those that's interesting. Those desires come from the devil. So just to clarify, you're saying that if you're a young person, male or female, that you shouldn't be desiring to get married, but that's you should right. just be going about life and yes. God knows what you need and it should just unfold. It'll unfold. But what La- happens if you get to like 27 and then like you're still not married? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't mean? matter. Remember Paul said it's best not to be married. But, but don't you, you think we were created to... I know there's specific people that have the assignment to... I know we all live for God. I don't know if I'm explaining this the right way, but certain people can be unmarried and can you know, go through life and do God's work. But don't you think that the, most people, when they're young, are created... Like we're taught, I guess, as Christians from a young age that the women should be married and we should have children and blah, 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 blah. Like, but if you're a young person and you desire to be married, you're saying just to go about life and if it happens, it happens. Right. Okay. Because in that desire, you're putting that before God and everything, you're going to end up getting married, but it's going to be hell for you. So when and then you- if you don't get married, you're going to judge yourself. Oh, I'm old. I don't have anyone that loves me. I don't have any children. So yeah. then let me, let me ask you this then from your perspective. If a, young person, if a young person finds somebody or that person shows interest into you and you, you like them back or whatever, how do you know that that's the right person? By not knowing. Just date them. <laughs> date them without any expectation. And you've got to make a commitment at some point in time if you're going to get married, right? So you kind of want to at least have some idea. But that's what dating is for. Okay. If you should date without any expectation, then you would know if you should marry this person or not. But if you date with an expectation, you're going to marry the wrong person. It's not going to work. Okay. See, what it is, life has its own self. 
-hmm. life will unfold by itself. Uh It really will. And if you allow that to happen, Mm -hmm. if you get married, you'll be fine because you would have done it the right way. Mm. He wouldn't have any expectation of you, and you wouldn't have any expectation of him. But you would see each other. You would know what the real deal is. And mm. then if it meant to get married, you'd get married. It would last until death do your part. Because you, now, but if you have an expectation, once you get married, you expect to be treated a certain way. You expect to be talked to a certain way. You expect this and that, and that's when the fight starts. But if you have no expectation, you get married and it'll work out because you will have no expectation. You don't expect that man to love you and he doesn't expect you to love him. So you're never trying to appease one another. But yet you're grateful. Interesting. What, what, what's this interesting about? Just that whole concept because that kind of goes, not against, but it's, right like us raised as christian women and obviously i'm already married i'm not i'm just trying to understand (laughs) i'm trying to understand the process so that i can make sure that i'm giving the right opinions like when me and shine talk about different things as women like and other young women that i know who are who are not married and want to be married etc like that i'm giving the right advice if they're asking me for it if that makes all the reason those women want to be married Mm. It's because they're looking for a father's love. They have that love missing, and Satan is telling them marriage is the way to go. But don't Find you think that there's natural... a good man, you'll find a, a love, right? And then they marry these men. These men don't love them. Sure, but don't you think there's, like, natural desires as, as men and women that we have, you know, to be married, to, to be with somebody, but under the right context? That's an unnatural, natural desire. The only way you're desiring that because you're in a fallen state. And that's why the fallen state was allowed to happen. Because if you were not in the fallen state, longing for love, you would never get married because nothing would be missing. And then God would have to continue to create man with his hand, right? But he let that fall happen so that men and women can come together in that fallen state and make a bunch of babies and then overcome that fallen state. It's not meant for you to stay in that state. Okay. Because if you had perfect peace, you would never get married. You would never desire it. It wouldn't even be a part of your thinking because you wouldn't be looking for love. You wouldn't be looking for approval. Even if you were in perfect peace, though, like, wouldn't you just want somebody to share your life with and do things with and have children like isn't that something that god gave us as a blessing to be able to have children and enjoy somebody else's company repeat that i'm sorry like like this is so good i'm loving it. like having having a husband right like i get to enjoy somebody else's company i get to enjoy my husband's company we get to do lots of things together right and then have children of our own that are a blessing like so i'm a little bit confused to your, I guess I have to think about it, like your thought process in that we shouldn't... Like we've always been taught that it's not wrong to desire a husband or a wife. It's I just, know you've been lied to. Well, yeah, maybe so. Um, what would happen if your husband didn't do all those things with you? I mean, I'd be all right, but... No, it, you'd be my, ticked. But my He's life is... He's not paying me any attention. <laughs> he never <laughs> take me out to dinner. 
But then, yeah. then, then life would say that there's something wrong with that, right? If we were together, and then can you wait a second? If we're together, and then he all of a sudden s- stops, like we stop hanging out or we stop going out for dates, like what would our like? That's not a relationship, right? That's not marriage, right? Like we're a partnership, not a partnership, but we are husband and wife. So in in being husband and wife, yes, I have, I shouldn't have any expectations of him, and vice versa. But at the same time. If you love that person, you're going to want to spend time with them, right? You're going to want to go out and do dates or hiking or whatever else. You know what I mean? If you loved him, you wouldn't desire any of those things. And so if it happens, <laughs> if it happens, you would be grateful. Yeah, but if it, it happens, didn't happen, I'd be you would be grateful as well. It wouldn't be as though something is missing. It, it, would, be a different, it would be a great relationship because nobody putting pressure on each other to do something to make me feel good. Oh, sure, yeah. Wh- why you got to go hiking and I never go? I understand that, but I'm saying if he stops showing interest, then I'll be like, well, where are you at? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, but if you had real love, uh-huh. you, if he stopped showing interest, it wouldn't be a big deal because it didn't matter anyway. You were already at peace. Yeah, I'm already at peace, but no, at the but same it, time, that's my... Like, and I hear I, that, that a lot, make, too. That makes sense to me. I hear that a lot when, <laughs> when men and women are dating, mm-hmm. and the men giving the women all this attention, or the mm-hmm. woman giving the man all this attention, but when they get married, now they hate one another. They only want to be in the same room. Or the man is not bringing flowers, or he's not saying, I love you. You didn't treat me like that when we were dating. Why are you switching up now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because something else was missing. Not what they think was missing. Wait, I, I, let me just finish with this. Mm. And you've been taught wrong. And that's why you have expectations from one another. And when they don't meet your expectations, all hell break loose. So that all makes sense. And I do agree with that. And I am definitely working on like not having an expectation. And anything we do together is an add-on to my life. And I hope that I'm an add-on to his life and we enjoy each other's company, etc. I get that. I agree with that. But at the same time, if he didn't show any interest at all, I'd be like, well, what's going on? Like, are we good? Or like, where, where are you? Like, but the what's going on should be with you. Why am I acting this way? Because he's not paying me any attention. But what How if I wasn't I acting any like kind of way? I feel like something is missing because he is not acting the same way. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an opportunity for you to sit in judgment of yourself and not look at his action. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah. Do you agree with that? It makes sense to you? If not, I want to hear from you. So. Um, I, I, I do agree. I do agree that we shouldn't have any expectation of each other. And that took me a while because we were talking about that a while back. And I I do agree with that. And I do agree that when we have reactions or thoughts or feelings within ourselves and we need to look at ourselves and deal with ourselves. And that was another massive ego death and concept that I had to come to that if I have a reaction, then, or even any of us in the house have a reaction, the problem is within us. Within us, not that person. Not that person. But I also, I'm struggling a little bit with like the basic, if I have no expectation of him and he has none of me, when I don't, I don't understand, like if, if, if he started to show no interest, but I hadn't changed anything about me, right, then I'd be considering... Divorce. 
<laughs> I'd be just I'd be considering what's wrong, you know. You'd be like, wanting to divorce and take the children and make them pay child support and, and take the truck, the dog, and everything. <laughs> I ain't gonna leave him with nothing. <laughs> no, I would never do that. You would if you had expectation. Relationships know. and marriages and things like that, they work better with no expectation. Neither party expect anything from the other. You will naturally treat each other right. That's good. Ooh, that's good. Hmm. <laughs> You've been lied to. I think so, yeah, because like growing up in church since I was what, eight or nine, somewhere around that age, and learning, you know, that you save yourself for marriage. You you wait until the right person comes right. along, and you know, you sh- it's nothing wrong with desiring to be married and have children. They like, lied to you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. And then they, they made you build all these desires, and then you get the man. If it doesn't go your way, it's a mess. Because most of the time, the man don't want the woman because she's a good woman. He wanted for the other thing. <laughs> he only wanted for the other thing. He doesn't care that she's pretty. That's nice. But he only wants one thing. And once he gets that, everything changes. And the woman thinks this man loves me. He don't love you. Because if he loves you, he will wait until marriage anyway. What? It did happen to come to you. I think, though, like, I understand what you're saying. I know that's a massive part of that. But at the same time, like, most men that are getting married now or they're dating, they, they, they like the person, right? No, they hate each other. I'm telling you for a fact, they hate each other. So then how is any young person supposed to, like, get married? Well, that's what? why you're in the fallen state. So you get married in fake love. So for somebody who's... Who, who is going through this process of the ego death and understanding all of these concepts that you're teaching, are they supposed to... Is, you know, I, I feel like, and we've discussed this before, that there's not many people that are understanding these principles, right, right. and these ideas. Right. So if you're a single young person, male or female, should you be joining yourself with somebody that understands these same concepts, or are you setting yourself up for failure if, if you if marry the somebody who doesn't? If were good examples of that, why the... Why the kids are growing up, they're going to be whatever you are. You don't have to teach them, oh, you better learn how to cook in case you get married. You better look for a husband or a wife. No, but I'm talking about. I'm you t- just be that example for them. And when they, if it's time for them to get married, it will happen naturally, but it will happen as your example was for them. Sure, but I'm I'm not talking about my children. I'm talking about my children marrying the opposite sex. That should they be marrying people that understand these concepts and ideas about forgiveness, going to your parents. They are not not going to marry anyone that understand these concepts already, because that person understanding will never get married. One minute, one minute. Say that again. (laughs) You're like damning everybody. If you, if you you have overcome the the. uh, the fallen nature, uh-huh. before you get married, you would never get married. I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Be, there would be no need for looking for love. It's looking for love that caused you to get married. It's something that's missing in you 
that cause you to want to find something to make you feel better. So if I'm hearing Drugs. you correctly, you're saying that any young person in here right now, let's just say there's five young people, well, six young people, three guys, three girls, they've all come overcome the fallen state. You're saying that none of them should marry each other. Not that they should, but they wouldn't. Why? Because there would nothing be missing. There would be nothing to draw them together. It's not together. about necessarily being missing. It's about adding to your life. Adding what to your life? Hell? Adding, adding, add, no, but like adding, you know, like, like it's having a, a having friendship, it. having deep friendship with somebody or having. They'll be good friends, but it won't be an identity. So Are you saying you can't get change. married to somebody without having that changing your identity? Repeat that. Like I'm saying, like, let's just say those three young, three young guys and three young ladies in here. They're all like not siblings or anything like that, and they marry each other. So you got now three sets of three couples, young couples. Right. They shouldn't get married. Not that they shouldn't, but if they have found, they love the father, they love the mother. There's nothing missing, right? And so they would not get married because they're not looking for anything. No, but what they they're not looking anything? Friends. But they want to be good friends, and they right? Want... They'll be good friends. And so they'll be good friends because they're not expecting anything from the friend. They're just friends, right? And they're not expecting anything. So if the friendship ends, it wouldn't be like, they wouldn't be mad about it. They okay. wouldn't be lonely. They wouldn't feel like, why my friend turn on me? It wouldn't bother them at all because they had no expectation from the friend, and yet they were good friends. Okay. Something to think about. Isn't that amazing? I don't know if that's amazing. <laughs> right? What do you think about that? I, I, I agree with her. I feel, like, oh. I feel like we were, I mean, in the Bible, obviously, there's Adam and Eve. Obviously, Eve did what she had to do. But I feel like God put man and woman on earth for a reason. Right. And if there isn't a reason, then why are we here? He put you on here to create love through you, number one. And number two, for you to re. What do you call that? Reappropriate. Reproduce. Re yeah. Yeah. But he only but that can right. only happen in the fallen state, though. Something has to be missing to bring you together. If these kids learned, if they were fulfilled with love, they didn't hate their parents, they would never want to get married. But if they hold on to that anger until they become adults, they're going to find somebody to love them. So how fake did, love. back in the days, how did it work out so well? I mean, because now, my generation, no one's really getting married. Right. No one's having kids. Yeah. So, That's a good know, question. What did, and it didn't work out. Yeah, we are suffering. We're not going to have any kids, and the kids that there are, they're bad In the hell. good old day, it worked out well, but not so well. Right. They still had arguments I, yeah. and stuff, but what the difference was is that they knew to love one another, not to hate one another, meaning that if something went wrong, you know that it wasn't that person. He or she could not help themselves, so they would try to work it out. Whereas now you're being taught hate, it ain't no working out. Right. That you're not I even understand. taught love today. You're not taught to pray for your enemy. You're taught to hate your enemy, hate your neighbor, rather than praying for your neighbor. And so they were willing to work it out. Because they understood it was a spiritual battle. That doesn't mean they didn't have spiritual issues. It's just that they were taught by their parents and others, like with the whites and the blacks, right? Why do black people want to call each other uh, 
races and white supremacies and all that mess. They knew it was a battle between good and evil. And so they loved one another and they saw that, well, this person got issues. I'm going to stay away from them, but I'm not going to hate them. I'm not going to try to hurt them. They can't help it. It's not them. And so when husband and wife, got, I see husband and wife fight. Oh, yeah. But I when I was growing up, but they understood what was going on. So they weren't so willing to break up and put all their business in the streets and all that kind of mess. They didn't try revenge. But now you've been taught hate. Anger is good, right? And that's why revenge and all that stuff come in when you do break up. Take the children away, take the house, the cat, the dog, and make you pay. <laughs> yeah. They usually not do that. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I honestly... I, I, I just, Y'all can totally disagree because mm, I totally understand the disagreement. I just, I feel like, okay, let's say, <sighs> you know, we have a young couple here. Right. What if they're thinking about marriage? And then now hearing you, it's like, well, forget Nick and forget, you know. You should be glad for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> but if they know the problem, <laughs> like you said, they know, they see the problem, they're able to work through it. Why not, you know, go through with that? Oh, that's so interesting. That is so, I was talking to somebody, and this guy was telling me that he's, he's meeting these girls, and, but he can't go after them like he used to. You know, he can't build their egos. He can't buy them flowers and tell them how pretty they are, right? And he noticed that when he doesn't do that, these girls get naked for him. <laughs> the, the next time he see them in the street, then you got a halfway thing, or tight, tight, tight. And they're just trying to get him, right? But if he doesn't respond to that, they get mad at him and start speaking. But he can't do it because he can't cater to the ego. It's going to have to happen naturally or not happen. And the girls cannot handle it when the guys don't chase them because their ego is not being felt. There should be one, one guy and one girl. Wait, let, let me just say this. Yes. That, and so... With the young people, if they do get married, it's because they have not overcome that. They still have that anger and stuff, and so they're still yearning for one another. Or they know what the truth is, and if they do get married, they're not going to have the same desire to, you know, to control each other. And they'll make a bunch of babies, and then they'll stop having the SEX thing, and their marriage will be perfect. They know that that's not love. So they won't be deceived at thinking that they don't, they don't really love each other that way. It's all fake. And so when that runs out, and it will, they'll say, well, you know, fine, I didn't never love you that way, no, Jesse, how are we rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man with this? <laughs> I mean, I, I love I, him, I, and I, I, I get it eventually the, that you know, that passion and that spark is going to, you know, it's die down. It's die, but period. And well, then he'll love right, get you. It, but he will love you with real love. And that right. love will be everlasting. Exactly. I mean, because I, we're not perfect. We're human. We're not perfect. So I, I get that, you know. And I love him for who he is. And he better, no, I'm kidding. He better <laughs> not. But 
<laughs> and I mean, but I speak for myself. You know, I love him for who he is, and we're, we all have faults. But how are we showing? Okay. How are we showing what? Our kids that it's okay to be married and to, to be, yeah. By you know, being just, right. You're showing them the light instead of the darkness. And so they'll become whatever you are. Be an example. Be a right. Your spirit is a spirit of love and not of anger, which is hatred. And that will destroy them. And they'll repeat the same mistakes. Okay. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can't, under, you can't understand this with thoughts. You cannot understand this with thoughts. Yes, sir. So this is kind of along the lines of the same thing my wife was saying. Um, the more I notice that I start to love her with the father's love and the non-emotional love, Sometimes that causes conflict. <laughs> this is about to be the and, and cat counseling session show. Sorry, guys. That's why, yeah. So as we grow as men into, into more of a... Uh, <laughs> as we grow Don't as men... Don't shoot the child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> as he we, said, shoot the child. <laughs> you about to get canceled. <laughs> so as we, as we grow um, out of the fallen state into more of the father's love for our families, our wives, and, and our families. Sometimes the relationship between a husband and wife, that may spark some sort of conflict in that because it, it doesn't look like the old emotional kind of love yes. that that relationship kind of and started with. it doesn't with. feel like it either. No, no. The feelings yeah. actually start coming right. down. Yeah. And a normal woman will be like, the feeling's coming down. What's going on? Yeah. And, but the man is you growing out a normal out of woman? It. Yeah, an abnormal woman. No, the standard most women. But not all, abnormal. not all, not all, but most women think uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's abnormal. But that, that's, that's abnormal. Yeah. You're right about that. That's not the way it should be. Right. So, in my marriage, what I found is what I'm working on is just ignoring her and focusing on connecting with the father, so that he can lead me in the right way that I'm supposed to be. The, the, despite who's happy with that's it. That's right. And that's right it. Right on. And then it gets 100. better as a result of that. Yeah. And if she said, oh, I'm leaving and going back to Europe. Well, oh, England. <laughs> okay, bye. Well, bye. Yeah. And I'm the queen packing. dead, so who you going back to? I'm she dead. Pack, I'm packing my bags. I'm taking the kids. Okay, you want me to help you pack? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think at first when we were dealing with that, like everything else, when you was initially being introduced, it takes me a little while to like get used to it. So I do think that what he's saying is correct as regards to seeing like the true real love and not the emotional love. Yes. And I have to make sure that I'm responding in the right way because sometimes I'm like, what's going on? Like, why, we, why this or why that? And, and not getting you, upset about that. it. Let me tell you one thing about that while we're there. It's not you saying that. Yeah, it's, it's the not it's me, a, yeah. It's, it's not you saying mm -hmm. that to you, and you think it's you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if you believe it, then you start feeling fear or anger. Yeah, what's going on? 
And then the moment you start to look at it, Satan will show you something else that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's this and he's that. And then you fall for that lie. And while you're falling for one lie, he'll throw another lie in there. And now you want to kill him. Well, I won't go that far, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand, like, and I think that's something that I'm now realizing that the love that he's giving me now is the true love is yes. the real love and it's the non-emotional and you know when you go out on dates and stuff all the some of the emotional stuff you know is there but like the day-to-day non-judgmental doesn't hold resentment or, or grudges against me and we're able to just have conversations about things rather yes. than when you say when you say go out on a date to me when you were dating no, like, you know, like how married couples try and go out on dates here and there when they can, especially when they've got kids, it's difficult. What do you mean, go out? How are you going to go on a date with your husband? You already got him. Well, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, like, I'm about to give a line. What does you that know, mean? Like, if we go out for dinner, right, we get some us time, adult time, where we're not talking about business and we're not talking about kids, but we're talking about, hey, how are you? You just go out for dinner. You ain't going on no date. Okay, but we, we, we class it as a date, right? <laughs> oh, that feel better, huh? Oh, he dated me. <laughs> Okay, well, we're going out for dinner then. It's all ego. You just go out for dinner. <laughs> we're having adult time is what right, I mean. Right, but don't call it a date. Don't call it a date? It just build the ego. Because if he does a date, now you're mad. You used to take me out when we were mad on dates. That idea come from the world too. Wow. It's another idea. Oh, and if next month he doesn't take you out and next month, you, you used to take me on a date. Or, or when you tell other ladies about it, oh, my husband take me on dates when we're married. Make your husband take you out on dates. Wow. Okay, it's so all, we should call it an outing? Just a dinner. We're going for dinner. Going hiking. We went hiking. Or we went to dinner. Or we went to visit the family. You ain't got to put all the emotional tight on to it. Okay, but my point was is that when you do go out for dinner... Yeah. Right, and I'll call it a dinner from now on. When we do go out for dinner, <laughs> is that, that that time where you're able to go out and actually spend quality time with the person that you do care about and, and not be talking about business and kids and you're actually able to spend some connective time together. Some of those emotional feelings of being connected are built in spending that quality time, whether it's hiking, running, doing What's whatever. The difference? And I understand what you said. I've heard that before. Mm. What's the difference between quality time at home with your children than quality time at dinner? Well, we have quality time as a family all the time, but right. your marriage should be husband and wife first and then children because that was the order that God gave us, right? But aren't you getting that all the time? That yeah. should be a way of life. It is a way of life. It is a completely a way of life for us, but I'm saying we but don't... But once all- you get married, the children come before you. The children come before who? The children come before the husband, and the children come before the wife. Now you've got to be an example for them. Hang on you don't a want all this attention on you. Hang on a minute. So you're saying that my children should come before my husband? Yes. See, I don't know if I agree with that, because I don't think that's the order to my memory. But you've already completed the order. You got married, and you made babies. Now you have to watch yeah, But that's the like children. those women that put their, that, that put their son... Or the, the but I don't mean like an ego way. Meaning that you know, cooking, cleaning, caring for yeah, them, making sure want, they're going to classes, you know, whatever. Yeah, but he should always, in my opinion, should always come first. I don't know what you mean by that. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Come first, how? 
You know what she means? Yeah. How should you come first? She's meaning that she's she's never going to allow um, the children to, or her life, or anything that's going on with her, um, not, uh, wow, allow her to do what I'm asking her to do, or um, she's never going to put something else in place above where I should be in her life as regards to the order of God. That's but what she means. if the husband desires something like that, that means something missing in him. Mm. Well, I'm just talking about as regards to Christian, how <clears throat> Christians are taught these days. Christians are crazy. <laughs> That's You're why right. Christian marriages don't work today. Yeah, you got a point. Because I, and I know now because I just counseled with a couple like that. The wife got mad at the husband because the husband is not doing all that with her now. And she's mad about it. Like something's missing. Rather than overcoming the, the thing that's missing in her. Because when you have real love, I'm telling you, when you have real love, that non-emotional love, there's nothing missing. And so when you put the children first, you're not going to even notice you put the children first. You're just not thinking about yourself or thinking about him in that way. But yet the love is there. You've already got the love, but nothing is missing. So you don't think about, oh, I put my husband first. No, I don't put go my around wife thinking first. about I put my husband first. Of course not. I, I give my kids the best of what I can to the But you give that to the husband too, naturally. Yeah. You treat everybody the same. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. There's no, God treats us all the same. Everybody treats the same. He's not have one little love for the wife, one little love for the husband, one little love for the children. One, it's all the same. The love is always the same. You treat your enemy the same. Okay. Either you have love or you don't. And if you don't love all, you love none. Love, his love doesn't go based on anything. It doesn't go up and down, and it's not based on anything. You know what I mean? I know this is a hard concept because we've been trained to be the other way. I totally understand it. I totally understand it. And that's where the problem is. That's why I have so many problems. You've been trained this emotional fate love and attention and blah, blah, blah. And that's why there's a mess. I saw this hand first. Did I see your hand a while back? Oh, did I? That's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then I come. Uh, I, w- I want to ask, what, what do you think about having enjoyable routines? As long as you don't get a sense of identity from it. I like working out. I enjoy it, right? But if I don't work out, I ain't going to freak out. I'm not going to let the devil tell me, oh, you didn't work out today. You're going to get fat. <laughs> And now I got to set something else aside to make sure I go work out. I can take it or leave it. So, but when I do work out, I enjoy it. When I go hiking sometimes, I enjoy it. But I don't get a sense of identity from it. And that's what husbands and wives and friends and things are doing. They're getting a, and mothers do with their children. They're getting a sense of identity from it. And when it doesn't go their way, they want to kill themselves or the children. I wonder if... Uh... That makes sense? If, said no. if uh, Tuesday was a good movie day because it's cheaper um, 
and I'm going to the movies on Tuesday, I, w- I wonder if, uh, if, um, if I'm doing it for the right reasons. You know? If I you're mean, going there to save money, yes. But you're not getting a sense of identity from it. Okay. Okay. It's practical. If, it's, if I could get a car wash on Tuesday because it's a little cheaper, I'm going to go get the car wash. But I'm not going to say, oh, I'm poor, I'm this and I'm that. Poor me, I got to get a cheap car wash. Or make an identity about doing it. Right. Yeah. I'm just being reasonable in a practical way. Amazing, huh? Uh, Thank you, Justin. Yes. Let me take here and then then you. The time is up. Yes. Um, So I've heard you say that, and... (laughs) Now that I've heard that conversation with the, the the woman over there, man, I mean, God over man, man over woman, woman over children. So how does that square with that discussion that, that we just had in which you mentioned that post-marriage, it's children first? So I'm just trying to understand yeah, that. Yeah, let me, when I say children first, I mean the husband and wife and the father and the mother should be so selfish that they can put each other before the children. Okay. You know, you got to satisfy me first. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got to take me to dinner. You got to take me this, right? The, the, so, but because they have the right kind of love, their order is still there. They don't resent one another. They're not, they don't have that emotional need for one another. So the order of God is still there, especially the order of God is there then. But when you feel like you got to meet each other emotional need, then the order of God is not there. Understood. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Huh? You had your head a while back, right? No, I can take it now. It wasn't a question. I was just going to add it to the... Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, it was just about the, them want, you know, wanting to multiply, you know, with the order of, you know, how like man and woman and then that's they go why you have to multiply. do it while you're somewhat in that fallen state real fast in that fallen state. Have all the babies you can make and then stop it. Well, and I wanted to say, because in the in the garden, <laughs> when, you know, man and woman was created in the garden, they were still they were immortal because they had the tree of life. It wasn't until the what? fallen state. They were immortal because they had the tree of life. Right. Until they fell. And then that's when they had to now procreate because there was death. Well, that's why God allowed them to fall. Yeah. He allowed that to happen for mm-hmm. that reason. Mm-hmm. So but then to... he allowed them to get married, have some babies, and then they stop it and come back to the father. Exactly. Because that stuff is just emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not love. Um, yes. Now, listen, you can't, don't let the devil try to make you think you understand this. Don't either see it or don't see it, right? Don't accept it just because I'm saying it. You got to see it for yourself. And you want to see if you stay on that straight and narrow path, all, our ego is a mess. The ego is all evil and it runs deep, deep into the imagination and into the emotions. And then we've been fed that stuff which added to the ego. How do you not believe that? That's not true. You know, everybody else doing it. It must be true, but it's not. Yes, sir. I can remember in my younger days being exactly like that, being hungry and just having, having a desire. And now that I look back, it was all wrong, all bad. And everybody, every woman that I picked was mad and crazy. And I was drawn to that. And 
would have, would have I, if I got married, I'd be in total 100% hell, like my friends are that are married. But don't call it. <laughs> my friends. Don't call it raw a right. Don't put a title on it. You want to be able to see. And then see and you'll see about you and right will happen. Don't put a title on it because if you call it right or wrong, then if you call it wrong, now you're going to try to make it right. And if you call it right, now you're going to make it wrong. Don't have an opinion about it. You just want to be able to see sit in judgment of self. And in sitting in judgment of self, all you're really seeing is the not you. And as you're seeing the not you, you're overcoming that. And then you will have life. It's nothing like what you can even imagine. So that's what I'm telling you. Whatever thought you have about life, don't believe it. All thoughts about anything, except practical thing, is a lie. All thoughts. That's why you got to go to hell before you can go to heaven. You have to let this whole thing just die. That's why when situations happen, let them happen. Spiritual situations, let them happen. Don't fight with the devil. Yes. So, so um, I can kind of look at it from a different perspective now. You know, the first commandments, uh, married husband and wife, uh, be fruitful, multiply, that kind of thing. But, you know, just reading the Bible further on, it says uh, there's only one commandment that you need to follow. There's only one thing you need to do. It's to love the Father with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And the second commandment. Along with nothing else or nobody else. Is to love. Not even your own life. Is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. And so that overrides everything, getting married and having kids. You know, that's the eventual. Eventually you'll discover that you, you're not, you need to love the Father with all your heart and soul and Absolutely. mind. With everything in you and not holding back. So. Yeah. You're going to say I'm possible not to do what? I don't, I don't see how it's possible not to do those things. Because whatever you do, you're automa- I feel like you're automatically doing those things, loving God with all your heart and all your mind. And, you know, I, I didn't, don't know the precise, like, scripture, but I, I feel like whatever you do, you're already following those rules because it's, cause that's just how it works. But when you get angry, you're not following those rules. I mean, God created our, our created us, and however we act, I feel like we're already following the rules. I, I, I feel like we're already following the rules. I mean, we... Father, what rules are you following when you get angry at your fellow man or yourself? Which rules are you following in? <clears throat> well, you're... That's your mind. Your mind's angry. Your, your heart, you have And your anger. mind is of what? Your, your mind is sinning or, you know, you could call it's it. It's of the, the devil. <laughs> yeah. But you're, that's what your mind's of. And I feel like you're still following the, the two rules, you know, because your mind is of that. But you, you only want to follow the one rule. You can't follow two rules. You can't serve two masters. But how can you not follow the rule? I mean, it's it's your it's your heart and mind. The end. Well, what, what happens is in closing, what happens when you when you see that you're wrong for being angry, because anger is evil, is judgment. Then God would change the heart. 
from hate to love. And then you will grow and grow in that love and you start seeing other things that you thought was right that's not right, that you identify with, and those things will be taken away from you. But you need to change of heart first. Salvation is of the heart. And then you have the power to overcome anything. And it's not your power, but the power of God in you. All right? Did you have, did you have your hand? Um, and then the last word here. Because it's funny that you say some of those things because um, I know, like, looking back at when I got married and she was talking about young people getting married, totally wrong. Because now, if I knew, you always hear this, if I knew then what I know now, it would have, you know, things would have been so different. Yes. So that's all I was saying. Absolutely. Yes, sir, last word. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. But but I think what, what Francisco reminded me of when he said he would have been married and catching hell like everyone else. I think you only catch hell if you live by those standards that you said, the ego, the expectations, Absolutely. the desires, the wants. And every human being lived that way until they overcome. Right. Not one. I don't care how much money, where they live, what color, male or female. Everyone is born into that fallen state. Yeah. That's why we born. everyone that's born of the flesh must be born of the spirit. The spirit of the Father. There's not one that avoids it. Not one. Not even the Pope. And the Pope is ten. Do <laughs> you know when you've achieved that? You will know, but don't think about knowing when you achieve it. You will know. You will know God. You will literally know God. Just like you know the devil now. And you're calling him you. You will know God. And that's what you want. You want to know God. It's like the Christians when they go down to the front of the church and they say, oh, I believe. I believe Jesus, Lord and Savior. And somebody else. And he died and rose for me. They don't believe. They don't know God. They just believe intellectually. And they don't know because they don't examine themselves to overcome the not them, right? And so they, they know God. They're waiting to go to heaven, but they're cruel and they're mean and they're angry, and they're jealous, and they're envious, and all kind of mess. Because they just believe and left it at that, and that's not real. That's not knowing. And nothing changes. And now they justify their cruel behavior. Well, when I die, I'm going to heaven. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't take that risk. Last word, Hassan. So, first of all, um, that was like the most amazing conversation that was like unreal um so kind of just quickly in that if let's just say you know i know what if but let's just say that the man overcomes goes on a narrow road lets the ego die all this stuff and the woman does too sort of is (laughs) is it is it possible when i think about this couple because they both are working on it the kids are blessed and they are too, because if one worked on it, but the other one didn't, the other would be gone. They'll be giving it, the ones that work with us, the man, other woman, they'll be giving the other one hell. You don't love me. You used to let me, I used to control you. They won't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but because they're both are working on it, it can't get any better than that. Oh, and no, trust me, they will say it out loud. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
So if that is, though, is it then possible? I know you say that you'll have perfect peace and there will be no reason to then get married and have the children. But it you weren't even here. But um, is it possible to have Jesus? What? Like, would you have like a Jesus level kid? What's a Jesus level kid? Like, if you did it perfect. But Jesus love is God's love. Jesus no, got his love from the father. Right. So if the man has the love of the father, he's born again, and the woman is, and they still get married, even though they won't be yearning for it, they'll just do it because it happens, would that kid possibly be like Jesus level? Oh, you're saying that, to use the term if, and I don't like using if either, right? Yeah. But you're saying if a man and a woman got together and they already had perfect peace, and they got married and made children, would the kids have perfect peace and be like Jesus? Yeah, but it ain't going to happen like that. Because if they already have perfect peace, then there's nothing to, be, to draw you together to want to get married. But let's just say, kind of like <laughs> in the conversation, that... That's why they work it out in marriage. Because they have to get, to, they have to have that emotional stuff to make them get married, to cause them to be attracted to one another. So say a and kid, so, and so once they get together and they make all the babies like they have done, right? And now they're working on overcoming. But what they don't know yet, it sounds like the husband may know, is all that emotional stuff is falling away, and they're not going to treat each other like that eventually. But yet they're going to be treat each other with perfect love. So say like a kid sees their parents be the perfect example. They see that they're not yearning for anything. It's perfect example. They grow up and they just do that example of the perfect. Oh, you're saying that. I don't know what you're saying. Like, <laughs> it makes sense what I'm saying, right? But look, if we, may I just use your family for a minute? They got married in the fallen state, right? But now they're together. They both are working on overcoming the fallen state. And if they should stay with that, then the kids will overcome their fallen state because the kids are in a fallen state already because of the anger that they have, the little irritations and things, right? And that happened when they was in the fallen state, right? And so now, but if they stay with it and, the kid, and they're going to see how to treat the kids in a perfect way, and the kids will hopefully overcome that anger, overcome that fallen state. And so that they probably wouldn't want to get married, but if they got married, they'll be fine. I think that's what you mean. Yeah. I hope that answered that. Yeah. But no one get married in a fallen state. I mean, no one get married in the perfect state. It doesn't happen in perfect Yeah, because what draws them together is the imperfect state. The emotion, because once the heart changed from anger to love, then the, the love is going to destroy the darkness. The light will destroy the ego, and the ego is all about self. It's an emotional state about self. But when you overcome that, you're no longer about self. Once you come out of the fallen state, nobody's getting married. No. My question was... That's why God let the fallen state happen, because if he had not let it happen... Men, Adam and Eve would have never made any children at all because they would have, they would have what had What you're saying, love. I think it's true because it does say in the scripture that once we 
get to the next realm that there'll be no marriage. To what now? There'll be no marriage. It says in the Bible. Once right. We, so I think what you're saying is That's true. Right. I don't understand it, but That's I think personal. it's true. Once you rise above that fallen state, there's no more marriages. Isn't that something? That's deep. That's true. That's in the word. It is true. It's totally true. What? Oh, okay. Right here, real fast. And nobody else. <laughs> what you just said was mind-blowing. God allowed the fallen state to happen. He did. So we could procreate. If and God have had children. not wanted the fallen state to and happen, then, it wouldn't have happened. Because it's... It's a necessary evil. Yes. So then God says, go, you're going to fall. That's why you said you die so you can rise. Yes. He made it. He allowed the fallen state, the death thing to happen, but he also allowed the risen thing to happen. Isn't that deep? That's amazing. If we were in a black chair, we'd be dancing. <laughs> the, <laughs> the organ would be playing. And the preacher would be hooping and hollering now. Amazing. But anyway, I got to end. Thank you all. Get on that straight and narrow. Stay there. I don't care what happens. Stay on that straight and narrow. Become your own man, your own woman. And it's amazing. Do the silent prayer and watch so that you can descend into hell and rise. All right? No matter what happens, don't judge. Don't hate. Just keep that straight and narrow. Um... Thank you for your support. If you want counsel, we have the best counseling service. Uh, what else? Men's Forum. Men's Forum. This is the first mm-hmm. Thursday coming up, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. So men's meeting this, men's forum this Thursday night at 7 p.m. All right? Uh, and hate is working on it. He'll be back soon, I hope. Uh, what else? That's it. Thank you all. We'll reach a super chat tomorrow. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.